listening to Power Tools for Parents. Parenting is tough, and we often feel like we don't have the right tool for the job. Listen as all three of the Legacy Christian Academy's counselors discuss important parenting topics and give you effective tools for your parenting toolbox. Welcome to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad you joined us today. And if you are a new listener, welcome. We love to bring you tips, and we're just all about parent education here at Legacy Christian Academy. So first thing today, I'd like to introduce my compadres here. So Lana, um, well, actually, I should introduce myself first. I'm Jenna Snyder. I am the director of the counseling program here, and I counsel upper school students. And um, we're just going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Many of you uh, are last year repeaters, but for all our new families, which we have quite a few, uh, we wanted to to uh, let you get to know us in the sound of our voice and be able to put that with our positions. So I, uh, like I said, counsel upper school students. I consider it a joy. This is um, an amazing place to work. And, and a little bit personally, uh, I am married to uh, my husband, the love of my life, and we have been married... Um, Gosh, we just celebrated five years. I always get this wow. wrong, and he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not good with I'm not good with numbers, but yeah, five years, and um, we both um, come. From, we are a blended family, and between us, we have five children. So our kids are older and grown now. So our youngest is 23. She just graduated from A and M. Whoop whoop. Um, all the things there, and uh, she's living at home now. And then my oldest, well, our oldest together is actually James, and he lives in um, Colorado Springs. So, so yeah, that's a little bit about us. And Lana, you want to introduce yourself? This is Lana Sneer, our middle school counselor. Hi, thank you. I'm Lana. I am the middle school counselor. Um, all things middle, and you know, middle school's the tough tough years. It's the years of rebellion and pushing back, so it's a perfect fit for me. I love being a part of the middle school team. Um, I've been at Legacy. This is going on my sixth year. I'm married to my husband for 33 very long years. (laughs) Four children. I've got three that are older, um, you know, ranging in age 29, 28, 27, and all live in the DFW uh, area so that's kind of been fun and then uh, my youngest is a 19 year old who's starting his sophomore year of college and I have three grandbabies yes. and a fourth one on the way yes. so that's been my favorite role so far so Instagram. fun and yes. I, ha- I have two I can't forget my grandbabies no, yeah, they're, two, they're two. the best they are the best, the best. yeah they kind of make you feel good about who you are all over again right Aww. they do they smile when they see you they uh, want to yes. see you yeah it's I mean it's amazing <laughs> and you can do no wrong you're not the final parent so if something messes up hey yeah, yeah. definitely a self-esteem booster for sure <laughs> For sure. Kristen is our lower school and our um, ELC counselor. Tell us a little bit about you. Yes, I love serving in our ELC and our lower school. I'm just very grateful that we're at Legacy. It's our third year at Legacy, 13th year in education, and just so blessed to be here. I have two Eagles myself. One is at the ELC and one is at the lower school. And so we just love, um, you know, hopping in the car and heading to one of our favorite places all together. So very blessed to be here. 
Well, and should we share too? Like, uh, I'm Shepherd's mom. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm Shepherd's mom. <laughs> so, and if you don't know what we're referring to, so we have a therapy dog program here at Legacy. We are so excited, and we, we um, it's just such a, it's our secret weapon, is what I call <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it is. Um, so, yes, Lana is Shepherd's mom, and Shep serves at the middle school. And then Annie is uh, my little furry child. <laughs> <laughs> and she's here at the upper school. They're all mini golden, do- those two are mini golden. Do- and then Kristen, tell us about Moses. Moses is um, half Labrador and half English cream golden. And so he's got the golden in him as well. Yeah. Um, and he just finished all his testing. We're just doing our final um, nursing home visits that the organization requires before insurance. And then he'll be um, starting September. So we're very excited. Yes. It's so fun. And we could pr- do a whole podcast really just on the dogs. Yes, we, we could. Yeah. Yes, we could. And just the level of anxiety, how it just <laughs> miraculously drops when they're just even in the in the vicinity so um god's really blessed that program and if you're new to legacy you know come say hi to us see the dogs um and we we uh we would love to share all that with you too so but today we're going to talk really we just thought as the year started we want to put first things first mm-hmm. and you know we've been there Kristen's in the throes of it right now just as a new family school year starting everything's bright and shiny new and you just want to do your best to get it right so um this this podcast really is all about just faith formation and what that might look like at every level. So we've kind of brainstormed here. We're each just going to share some things that came to mind. And really, I'll just start with uh, one thing that could uh, hit really at any grade level, and that is sharing what God is doing in your own life. So a scripture that came to mind for that is Deuteronomy 6, 7 through 9. And, and I'm going to actually read this because I it was in the message version, and I liked how it was put. And it says, write these commandments that I've given you to to, I'm sorry, that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. I mean, I just thought that was so beautifully said. Uh, really how as parents we have the chance to just live our lives sharing Jesus with our Mm -hmm. kids. And really, as Christ followers, we're called to make disciples. But uh, my gosh, like right there in our own homes is our our biggest opportunity to raise up little disciples for Christ. So so, um, I think sometimes we're we're hesitant to... uh, I don't know if hesitant is the right word, but maybe we just neglect to take the time to let them in on some of what God is doing in our own lives. So I, I know with my own kids, when I've just gotten really vulnerable and and shared and, and uh, made it a point to call attention to that, that we've had some of the most meaningful conversations um, ever. So, so letting them in on the struggles as you walk through them so that you can share with them. I think the cool thing about that is they see that, you know, life is this side of heaven. We'll have right. tribulation, but we serve a God that's that's stronger. We serve a God that can walk us through that. So what does it look like to walk through something and do that with the Lord, holding hands with the Lord? And, um, and I think the more we can get his name into our conversations at home and uh, the, the better. And then just the other part about write them on your doorpost, you know, so just really are our homes a place of 
worship, a place of um, just fellowship, like you would find in the church where we're, where we're encouraging each other and building each other up yeah. and sharing the Lord and sharing our struggles. And, um, you know, visibly, do we have things that share our faith? So, so really just um, thinking through that, what it might look like. You know, today, as you're listening to this today, it is very likely because we are all going through struggles on any given mm-hmm. day, pretty much every mm-hmm. single day. Um, so whatever it is that you're walking through, if it's age appropriate, you know, what would that look like to share with your child? You know, here's something I'm struggling with, and here's what I'm praying specifically that God will do. Um, and then I think with their lives too, you know, what what is it that that you're struggling with. Let's, let's, let's mark what the Lord does as you walk through this. And I know Leanna, you had, you had some notes as well on this similar, just about how, um, you know, tying everything to scripture when you're seeing something happening in their lives. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think sometimes we, we are so quick on our own, in our own lives to reach out to God or to see what God's done um, and to tie that into, you know, uh, how God is working in our life. But we forget to help our kids make that connection. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that, you know, they know what we're praying about. We, we used to keep a prayer journal with my kids, but the main reason was not so that we could document what we were praying about, yeah. but so we could document what God has done. Yes. Um, because we wanted them to make that connection that, you know, this didn't, just didn't happen coincidentally. This happened because we prayed it. And here's what God has specifically done in our lives as a result of that. And so, and I used to always love too, um, because a lot of times, especially with younger kids, Kristen, you'll, you'll know this, uh, stories of the Bible can sometimes seem like they're mythical, you know, um, mm. and so they're not real. It's yeah. kind of like the cartoon that I watch or the superhero. And um, while there's not anything wrong with them seeing some of these Bible heroes as superheroes, it's it's important, though, that they understand that that was real and that, that the God of, of those stories is still the God of today. And so tying, you know, I was always trying to be very diligent to say, you know what, you're fighting a big enemy just like David yes. did. And so you're having a David moment right now in your life. And so what are some tools that you could use like David used and always pulling? You're having a challenge like, you know, Moses did when he approached the Red Sea. So you're always kind of helping them to see the parallel of where they are with where someone else was Mm -hmm. in scripture so that they can see, oh, well, the God of Moses is still the God of Lana and he's still going to part that Red Sea. Let's watch it happen. So I think that that helps scripture become uh, real to them, and it kind of gives it a life of its own. That's so good. And I really think, you know, kind of what you're saying is is um, tracing God's hand yes, through all of it and then not forgetting to give him credit. 100%. Like tracing his hand and giving him credit just in the daily and all of it. I love that. Kristen, what about you? What, what, how does this look in your family? In my family, and I think in my divisions too, it's really been important to find what my kids relate to the most. And so, I mean, we were walking through a store and my youngest saw a um, action Bible and it's like a graphic novel of the Bible and just was so drawn to it and has gotten him like such deep learning um, of these biblical accounts and has just been a game changer for him. And then my girl is more of a journaler. So finding, you know, a prayer journal that she can really um, own and um, just keep track of has been really meaningful to her. And I'm more of an expository learner. So I like to have my Bible beside, you know, something that has me dive into the translations and um, different uh, historical components. And so I think with our 
youngest students, it's really important to help them find what um, is going to help them connect to um, their Bible the most. And yeah, that's great. You know, I never really had thought about it that way, but it's mm-hmm. almost like being a teacher in a classroom. Yeah. Like you yeah. have you have learners of all different styles. Absolutely. So, like what you're saying is resonating because my son, he's 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 um, he loves all things technology. So for to him, for listening to the audio Bible would actually be cool. Yes. Um, and just listening to podcasts or Christian speakers right. that are kind of expanding on it. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Finding the genre and really talking with your kids about what that might look like to start getting the word just in your home and in their ears as much as possible. Lana, any thoughts on uh, thoughts on that? No, I just, I love it. It's a great reminder, even as adults, that we, we all, our time with the Lord is going to look different for yes. each one of us. And, you know, and so I, I love that reminder. Yeah, I think even um, I had a friend who she had a really cool. This is back in the day of CDs. <laughs> I don't CDs. even think cars oh, are equipped yeah. with CD yeah. players. Track. Where's the track? <laughs> but but um, she would. Um, it was a drive time devotional, and it was something that was appropriate for the whole family. So what a nice way to start your kids' day, right? And yes. your day is to is to um, have that playing. That's another maybe another creative way you could you could bring that. But whatever works with your schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, you do spend a lot of time in the car, don't you? Yeah. So until they drive, and then you're not as much. But yeah, so surely we can tap into that and get some get some good whether it's books in the car or right. or some type of audio something that would um, that would appeal to them. So, Lena, what were you when we when we threw out this topic? We all just brainstormed. What was one of your brainstorms here? Well, thinking about middle schoolers, um, since that's that's who I'm with all day long. I you know what really um, kind of came to mind for me uh, as parents of middle schoolers, it's important to understand we own our kids' hearts um, up until about the time they hit middle school. And then sadly enough, then their friends begin to own their hearts. And they spend most of their time being influenced by their friends and trying to impress their friends and when you know that about your child, then you know that that's also going to have an impact on their spiritual formation. Right. And so it's like, how do you utilize those relationships to increase their spiritual growth? Um, but also, how do you protect them in those relationships so that, you know, there's not anything taken away from them spiritually? And so, it you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is it's definitely making sure that your child is plugged into a good youth group. Yeah, You know, I, I've noticed that as... With time, my kids were always passionate about youth group, but I think as, you know, again, they're in their late 20s, and I see that that has dwindled off for this generation a little bit, and Mm -hmm. I I think some of it is because of the busyness of our kids and our world, and so we don't always make time for that youth group experience, but I think that, especially when they approach those middle school years, that needs to be really a priority, because that puts them around like-minded students. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because the, they're they're going to struggle with, you know, being Christ-like cannot be might not be cool. Mm. But if we can get them plugged in a youth group, then they can find the cool side of Christ yeah. and want to embrace that. So I think that's so important. And I think it's also important to help them to, um, you know, the book of Psalms talks a lot and the book of Proverbs uh, talks a lot about uh, the importance of good, healthy friendships and relationships and how, you know, as the uh Proverbs says, I think it talks about hanging with fools yeah, um, and, and having those conversations about, you know, wise friends and foolish friends and then helping them to learn how to vet the relationships a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the importance of having a Christian friend 
um, and, and what is the impact of that for their life. So it just opens a d- another door to begin starting to the, talk to them about, you know, their faith right. and, and it being their own faith, but also how their friends are going to play a role in that. And those are those are hard conversations, but we've got to mm-hmm. lean into them. Yeah. We do have to lean into them and we do have to, to pursue those conversations at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. Because then the older they get, those friends make or break you, right? Absolutely. We, we all know that. So it's, it's who is your group of friends and are they pulling you closer to Christ? I always just ask the kids, you know, is this person making you better? Is this person someone you'd like to model your life after? Because if not, then it's probably not a a wise friend choice. You know, if they're bringing you down or if they don't challenge you spiritually or hold you accountable, or if you can't talk about um, things, things to do with your faith, then that's a red flag, you know? And, you know, I've learned it. I've learned with time, uh, through many mistakes as a parent that it's not enough. Cause I used to have the set question and my kids would laugh and they would talk about a new friend and I would say, well, are they Christians? And my, my kids would definitely, yes. Right. I'd go, okay. Yeah. And then we move on. Well, I learned, I mean, we all know there's, there's a whole lot of people in church that might not be living like Christ. And so as a parent, it's not enough just to say, are your friends Christians it's asking deeper questions you know how can you tell that they love the Lord how can you tell that they live for the Lord do they challenge you in your faith and so making sure that you ask very poignant questions about their friendships so that you yourself as a parent know where that friendship stands Right. Yeah, that's so good. That's great. I think it's great advice. Kristen, what about you? What other things did you think of here with this topic today? I'm super connected to what Lana was just saying about just finding the right environment for our kiddos to grow in. And I just think through our families who are either like searching for a church home to get connected because they just moved here, or maybe they're thinking about, you know, trying a different church to find, you know, that right fit for them. And I just encourage you to think through the um, the programming that they have in the youth group when you're making your decision. There's such a range in, you know, how often the groups meet or how um, they're set up when you come to a youth group, whether it's, you know, whole group or whether they're going into a small group right away when they arrive and are with the same friends each time. And there's quite a range in trip and serve opportunities. So just making that, you know, a piece of your research when you're trying to find a church home, if that's part of the journey you're on right now, is just making sure that it's a good fit for your kiddos too, because there's such great choices out there that really um, dive into their youth programming differently. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. And I'm, I'm going to just put something out here right now that's, you know, maybe like stepping on some toes or maybe stepping on my own toes. You know, I just, I just, I think we have to say this and that is that, um, during COVID we saw such a huge fallout in church attendance, which, Mm. um, is understandable. Like, you know, I'm not faulting people for that. We were told to stay home. Some people still have some COVID fear a little bit or, you know, and, and so that's a personal choice. But at the same time, the number of kids who came into my office, and and that's always a part of our conversation, really, because every problem, I'm just going to point them to Jesus, you know. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. I'm pointing you to Jesus. So. He's the solution. That's right. So so it will come up, you know, hey, how's your relationship with the Lord, and where are you going to church, and are you plugged in, and that kind of thing. Um, and so many kids 
maybe more kids than not, you know, were saying, yeah, we don't go as much as a family. When we used to go, we went to, you know, wherever. But now we're, we just kind of stay home as a family on Sunday mornings. And we watch online, though. And, and obviously, there are times when you need to watch online. Mm-hmm. And there are certainly times when I've, I've uh, you know, been guilty of, of that as well. But I, I, uh, I just think we cannot underestimate the importance of being in a body of believers. Yes, absolutely. And the impact that makes on your child and the habit. I mean, it's really just a habit. So if we fall out of that habit, it's it's hard to get back in that habit. But maybe now with this new school year is a good time to do that. To just sets up priority. I mean, you're you're showing your child what is priority. Exactly. Because when they get to college they get to choose priority. That's right. And so you want to set that precedent. So. That's right. Because if it looks like it's not really a priority to you, then why should it be a priority to them? I mean, I know as parents, we want, if we if you could sit down and ask every single parent listening, you know, do you want your child to continue going to church when they leave their home? Of course the answer is yes. So what are you doing about that now to foster that? And where are your priorities in that? And we always said in our house, like, there literally will always be an excuse every single Sunday morning yeah. to not go. And sometimes it's a pretty good one, you know, <laughs> like you could validate that. But I think you have to push through. I mean, our rule was, you know, unless we're sick, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going because um, it, it matters. It just matters. And then the other thing that I've told my kids is they've gone off to college, but this works for, you know, older kids as well who are kind of on their um, own going to church. But your Sunday morning, and really, honestly, parents, us as families, like your Sunday morning starts on Saturday night because yeah. the thought of going, if you're going on a Sunday morning, the thought of, okay, I'm planning for this. I'm not staying out super late at this dinner or this mm-hmm. family event that we're at. You know, we're getting the kids to bed early. We're laying out clothes. Like the Sunday morning experience needs to start Saturday night with the pre-planning in order to to make that happen. And along, the, I mean, there's other, there's so many options now. Hey, if it's not an early morning thing, getting your kids out of the house is hard. We have Wednesday nights. We have Sunday nights, a lot of places. Saturday night yeah, services Saturday are night great. Services. Yeah. So there are, there are options there. But I just think um, when we talk about faith formation, like we absolutely have to stress church attendance and the fact that it's fallen out and um well and I I heard I I can't remember who shared it but it it's kind of stayed with me and I'm not going to get it exactly right uh, in terms of the numbers but the the quote was um only I think one percent of our kids will become a pro athlete and yet we invest a lot of time in their athletics Mm -hmm. only I don't know five percent will go to an ivy league and we invest a lot in their um academics but a hundred percent of them will one day meet Jesus. Have we invested ah, so good. enough good. in them? Yeah. They want to get to the judgment seat. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a good reminder. It's a good reminder. And then also, you know, you always hear about like your your um your money, like where you allocate your money tells you right. something about yes. your priorities, right? Um so it's like if you were looking at your um, credit card statement or whatever, or your online banking statement, um, that will tell you something about your priorities. I think the same really goes for your calendar. Right. Where you allocate your time. Exactly. exactly. Like, you know, you, you're, you look at your calendar, and, and I'm all for the sports experience. We all are. Like, our kids well, did so it. Beneficial. You know, so, so beneficial. So beneficial. But, um, but what are you communicating to your children based on your calendar? 
Like where are those those moments spent on their spiritual growth? And if your calendar looks looks out of out of whack there, then well, hey, good news, it's August, fresh new start to the calendar, and you just sit in as a family, and maybe you even tell them, you know what, we're going to stop this, or we're going to change this mm-hmm. and do this way, because we want God to be first, first. and foremost. Yeah. Right. What else, ladies, did you all have today um, to bring to bring to us in this podcast? I, I think the only thing that I, I would add, and I'll do this quickly and shortly, it, it's a big topic because it's purity, and it's like, um, how do we speak a purity into our kids? And when I and we're not just talking sexual purity, but we're talking all forms of you know just keeping yourself um, righteous and yeah. uh, pure and holy more than anything, and that's just setting the example for your kids in what you watch and the music that you listen to and the yeah. words that come out of your mouth and you know and definitely you want to begin to have conversations about their sexual purity as well. Yeah. But it's just the importance of you know they're watching us and if we're listening to certain songs on the radio too and we're singing along and and the, the lyrics aren't that great, then we're going to have a harder time expecting them yes. to yeah. change that as well and and even though they don't realize it it's subtle but that is what you're pouring into your soul absolutely and we have to protect the soul as much as we protect the physical body Mm -hmm. and so we're going to protect the eyes and the ears and so being just mindful of of the decisions that we make on on the things that we allow into our homes and that we allow into our heart that's really good that's really good what are you opening the door what are you opening the door to in your homes mm-hmm. like and and what does that then tell you it's like it says it's it's subtle but if i'm if i'm if i'm watching a show that's just with constant profanity in it you know um and i feel and i'm sh- i'm demonstrating that's okay to my to my kids um yeah how does that fit in with your christian faith or yeah it's, it's all convicting yeah. it's convicting to us too you know we Very. live in a hard world and purity is really hard to take a stand on in this day and age you know we're in a corrupt world so we certainly don't want to point the finger we're right in it with you we're in the trenches with you and um that is the case for all of this mm-hmm. we we want you to feel that as a parent and and we're here for you so um yeah so as we begin this new year uh any way that we can help you. If you want to further this conversation and just email one of us, uh, we're online. You can find our information there. We we have a counseling webpage now, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, oh. that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we should put out our pep talks too. So another thing, briefly, just fill you in. We do parent education nights, and um, they've just been so much fun. And we, we have four of them this year, so those will be on the website soon as well. But um that's a time really just to come together, fellowship with other parents, meet new people, like super fun evening, casual. We even offer childcare. Like we're going to take away every excuse that you try, <laughs> that you that you pull out. And we're going to say, you need to be here and make it a priority these nights to hear all kinds of topics. We have some, some really fun, interesting and applicable topics this year that I think hopefully will help equip you better as we do this parenting journey together. So, and any, any uh, individual questions, reach out to us. Transitioning is hard. Um, New grade, new year, maybe even a new school we've got going here for some of you. So if you need our help, we, we love and welcome your emails. So that's it for today. We just thank you so much for tuning in. You can subscribe and then you'll always be the first to be in the know when we release a new podcast. And um, thank you so much.
This has been Logan from 5th grade. Thank you for listening to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad you joined us today. Spread the word and be sure to subscribe for more parenting tips and help you along this journey.